You know, we, we always like when somebody comes in and they say, I hate goat cheese. And we're like, okay, we're going to get a goat cheese before you leave that you like. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Nuga Bell podcast, all about stories of the South straight from the sources. I'm your host, Kate Robertson, and I'm based in the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things Chattanooga, life in the South, and beyond. Now pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of sweet tea and join us. We're so glad you're here. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Nuga Bell podcast. I'm super excited to be here with local cheesemonger and owner of Blue Fox Cheese Shop, Jesse Watlington. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yes. All right. Um, so are you from Chattanooga? Uh, I grew up in Oak Ridge. It's right outside Knoxville. Okay. And then uh, moved to Johnson City to go to school and moved to Chattanooga in 2007. Okay. So you've been here a little bit. Been here long enough to know a thing or two, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what did you go to school for? Computer science was my first major. And then I switched to marketing management and then I stopped doing <laughs> that. <laughs> Cheese is so much more interesting. The, uh, yeah, the classic too much freedom in college bug that gets some people. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you land in the cheese world? Uh, so I was working for Green Life Grocery, uh, which is a local grocery store. It was a small local grocery store. Um, that was bought out by Whole Foods Market. So when Whole Foods bought Green Life, the job that I had with Green Life wasn't a job anymore. So one of my good buddies, Joe Rudat, was running the cheese department. And he was like, well, come over here and work with me and the cheese. And that was probably about 2010 or 2011. So I went over there. And then once I was... You know, I'd always liked cheese, but you don't know how much you like cheese until you're exposed to how vast the world of cheese actually is. So once I got over there and we got to try all kinds of stuff and uh, learn about what goes into it and everything, it was really, it was really crazy how much passion, you know, most of the cheese producers put into their product. And it was just really cool to be able to meet a lot of those people and try new things. And, and it's just fantastic. I mean, everybody loves cheese. So <laughs> it was easy to get hooked. And mm -hmm. it just, it just went from there. So how long had you been doing that before you decided to like, dive all in, do the cheesemonger and get certified? So I had been in cheese for about three two or three years at least two you have to have at least two years before you can go for the certification so I think it was around three years and that was actually the the year that I got certified was the first year that they ever did it oh cool um so we were lucky enough um Whole Foods took a group of us uh we went to Wisconsin we studied at the University of Wisconsin and Madison at their Center for Dairy Research. Uh, we did some stuff in North Carolina. We did some stuff in Atlanta. And, you know, they really did help out with that, that first batch for sure. Uh, I think that year 
about 160 people passed the test. Oh, wow. So then that was the, there was only, at that point in time, there was only 160 certified cheese professionals because it was the first year. Um, now I think they do get around 150 people a year and that was six years ago. Okay. So there's quite a few now, but in Chattanooga, I believe there is only two now. Oh, wow. And it's, uh, myself and Sam who also works here. Oh, cool. Um, and Chris, the other guy that works here has done all the training and has all their requirements. He just needs to go take the test. And then, and then every full-time person here would be a certified cheese professional, which is pretty cool. Oh yeah. For for a small, a small shop like we are. So how did Blue Fox Cheese Shop come to life? Uh, So it actually, uh, the guy Joe that I was talking about, we started talking a long time ago. Man, wouldn't it be great if we just did our own thing? You know, you know, we could make all the decisions. We could bring in the cheeses that we wanted, you know, the beer that we wanted, the things to go with the cheese that we wanted. But saying, hey, I want to start a business and starting a business are two very different things. So we were never in a position that it would work. He moved to Nashville and has a job that he didn't really want to, you know, part ways with to do this kind of thing. So I was like, man, we've somebody's got to do it because somebody in Chattanooga will eventually do it. If it's not one of us, I would be extremely upset because we've been talking about it for so long. So my wife and I had remodeled a house in Red Bank that we were living in. And then everybody magically wanted to move to Red Bank. So our property value went up. So when we sold that, uh, we were actually in a position that we could try to fulfill our dream. And, uh, and we did. So here we are. That's awesome. So y'all <laughs> opened officially last November? November 30th. That's my birthday. Is it? Yeah. Wow. That's why we did that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember y'all did like a lot of stuff for Maine times 24 last year. Yeah, we'd been open for two days. (laughs) What a way to open. (laughs) It was, uh, we learned a lot that day. (laughs) For sure. sure, I bet. (laughs) For sure. We uh, We had a lot of help that day too, but so we did cheese plate kebabs. Oh, yeah, I remember those. And uh, one of the most valuable lessons that we learned is we had like six options for them. So we had to prep a million different things because each kebab had like four different things on it. So that was that was a valuable lesson that we learned. So now if you do anything for Main Times 24, keep it streamlined. That's advice for anybody that's thinking about <laughs> doing this in the future. Good to know. Uh, so how did you come up with the name Blue Fox? It's my two kids' middle names. Aww. So Amelia Blue is my daughter and Henry Fox is my son. And we were just tossing around ideas. And then I don't know if it was me or my wife that said it first, but uh, we were like, wow, that really has a nice ring to it. It does. You know? And it's spelled like blue, like the cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did. I don't know why we decided on that, but (laughs) 
Amelia Blue. It seems like it should be spelled like that. I don't know. It's very... I like it. It's sweet. Well, thank you. Yes. Yay. I'm so excited y'all are here. We we really <laughs> did. We needed a cheese shop. For I the agree. cheese snobs like me. <laughs> I hope everybody feels the same way. <laughs> <laughs> right. We are going to play with my jar now. If you've been listening to the show, you know what the jar is. But for new listeners, it is my pretty little mason jar filled with colorful pieces of paper with conversation topics and all sorts of fun things. And we'll each draw a few and we can talk about each other's. So I'll go first. Kind of scary. Oh, it's fun. (laughs) After a long day at work, you'll probably find me either in the kitchen baking something because I'm a baker nice or watching football on my couch with my cat both very (laughs) solid options yes (laughs) my cat doesn't really like football that much but is there really any way to tell maybe no she just I yell and scream and she just gets scared cats need to be scared every now and then I guess (laughs) they do all right now it's my turn Mm -hmm. all right Let's get this one here. My favorite hike in Chattanooga is, I'd say now, Rainbow Lake. Oh, that's gorgeous. Because we don't even have to leave our house. We live on Signal Mountain, and there's a creek in our backyard that runs into Rainbow Lake. And it's also a pretty easy hike with two kids. So, yeah, I'd say Rainbow Lake. That's a good one. Uh, I've done that one before. Um, I'm a huge fan of, uh, what's the one? Like Edwards Point, I guess, that's right there on Signal. Yeah, Yeah, I like that one a lot. I tried to do Snooper's Rock, the one that, like, loops, and I got lost. Yeah. The thing (laughs) is, too, on Signal, like, if you go to Signal Point, Signal Point is beautiful, but any hike you immediately just walk down, (laughs) you know, which is great to begin your hike, but that means to end your hike, you have to come back up all that stuff. So there's a lot of good hiking up there, but um, I think right now, Rainbow Lake is probably, Mm -hmm. probably our favorite. I realize there's so many hikes that I've lived here for three years and there's so many hikes that I haven't done yet. And I'm almost ashamed to say that I haven't done them. (laughs) I mean, you could hike a new trail every day within two hours and mm-hmm. and never get done with them all, I'd say. No, for sure. All right. Let's get one of these new ones I put in here the other day. My favorite brunch in Chattanooga. Mm. Stir and Feed Co. All right. Have you gone to uh, Food Works? Yes, Food Works. So the Food Works... Crab cake Benedict. You need to try that out. I'm not a crab person, but Uh, I will take your word for it. Well, if you have somebody come in that is a crab person. My mother would love it. Go go check that out. It's really good. I've, they had like banana bread French toast once. Yep. And that was super good. Yeah. And then their, whatever their meal is, that's like the biscuits and, biscuits and eggs just smothered in gravy is also very good. How could that be bad? No, it's it's definitely not. <laughs> the Flying Squirrel also has a really good. Mm-hmm. I was there this past weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah, I haven't been there in a while. I used to go. I used to be a regular at Flying Squirrel, and then I just stopped going out. <laughs> and too, I mean, you've got to take a second job out to. 
That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I, I realized my bank account was like much happier once I stopped going out. <laughs> That's, yeah. No, I understand that. Oh my goodness. All right, pick another one. All right. I feel like you know what I'm going to get because they're color coded. I actually don't. And there's no rhyme or green. reason. I'll get a blue one this time. My ideal meat and three plate is. <laughs> uh, you know, I go classic on the meat and three. I lived in Highland Park for a little while, mm -hmm. and there's a little diner called Wally's there, and they have country fried steak. It's a meat and three, country fried steak, fried okra, green beans, and mashed potatoes. I mean... It's pretty classic. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I grew up I grew up in East Tennessee, so that's, that's like the quintessential southern mm -hmm. meal right there. My grandma used to make country fried steak a lot when I was younger. She doesn't cook much anymore, but... Which... Is essentially like a hamburger with gravy on it. I mean, if, we're, <laughs> yeah. if we're being honest, <laughs> <laughs> how can that possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah. My meat and three. So I'm originally from North Carolina. So barbecue is my jam. Right. So I'd say pulled pork barbecue, mac and cheese, probably mashed potatoes, and hush puppies. Ooh, okay. All right. For the longest time, I thought hush puppies were seafood. Because for the longest time, I only ever had them when I went to the beach. Yep. And then I had them at a barbecue place and was like, wait a second. That's so weird. I mean. But they're so good. You can, they are so good. I put a, a very large amount of ketchup on my hush puppies to where it's pretty much like the hush puppy is like a vessel for me to <laughs> eat ketchup. <laughs> I, I tend to go more honey mustard. Not with hush puppies. But, like, french fries, burgers. Nice. But I do put ketchup on my meatloaf. So, barbecue. Barbecue sauce. Do you like a vinegar barbecue sauce or a sweet barbecue sauce? I like both. But if given the choice, I always take sweet. Okay. Yeah. My dad is from eastern North Carolina. And my mom is from outside of Charlotte. So, my dad is very much the, like, vinegar side. And my mom doesn't really like the tang of the vinegar. So, she right. wants the sweeter. And like I said, I prefer the sweeter, but if given vinegar-based North Carolina barbecue, I'm not going to say no. Right. I won't say no to any barbecue. I don't like mint fish dry rub. That's fair. But that that's probably the only type of barbecue I'll ever say no to. Because I've I'll had... I'll eat it. I've had really bad <laughs> Memphis barbecue, and it doesn't take much to ruin it. That's true. All right, let's do one more each. All right. Mixing all these up here. What's on your bar cart? <laughs> uh, well, I just moved to a new apartment, so I'm restocking my bar cart right now. But I always, always have bourbon and red wine. And I believe I just put some rum and vodka on it. Nice. But I don't really drink vodka. I use it for cooking to make, like, vodka pasta sauce. Right. But vodka, red wine, and rum. All right. What about you? Beer. <laughs> any any specific types of beer uh mainly ipas but almost always i think in my fridge right now i've got good night from oscar blues that one's good uh, i've got some hutton and smith oktoberfest I've got some hutton and smith igneous I've got some terrapin watermelon goza Ooh. and some truly 
like spiked sparkling water. Have you ever had those? Yes. So my wife, that's my wife's new thing. So I've got some of those in there for mm-hmm. her. And I think that that might be it. But when you sell beer, when you're like in the beer retail world, people tend to bring you beer oh, yes. a lot too to try. <laughs> so you never know what you're going to find in there. But when I do, I, I used to always stock my liquor cabinet. You know, I'd go get gin and rum and vodka and everything. But now if anything goes into my liquor cabinet, it's uh, either the Balvany Caribbean cask is a fantastic scotch, oh, okay. aged in rum barrels. Um, everybody should try it; it's great. Or Blanton's, okay, bourbon. Those are Good my choices. Those are my go-to's. I'm big on Four Roses. Yeah. That's that's my go-to bourbon because it's like good quality but affordable. Right. So Four you Roses. You go regular or you go single barrel? Um, usually regular, but single barrel is my like treat. Right. Because it's, it's quite good. Well, that's another reason that I don't stock a liquor cabinet is because I just opened a business and mm-hmm. that's not conducive to buying no. uh, Balvany and Blanton's. So. No, definitely not. <laughs> um, but yes, Four Roses is usually my go-to. Nice. Anyway, well, last All one. Right, last Do one. the honors. Let's see. I haven't got a pink one. My ultimate summer jam is... Like, my ultimate summer song, or my ultra, like, this is my jam, I'm going to go do this. Interpret it as you wish. <laughs> uh, I don't even really know anymore. <laughs> I spend so much time down here and doing things with this, it's hard to even. Uh, going to the beach, I mean, for if we're going, like, my jam is in what I like to do, then going to the beach... With the family is always a good time. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody loves the beach. Mm-hmm. Do y'all have a favorite beach? Uh, <laughs> I do. We don't get to go there anymore. Uh, again, it's it's hard to get to. Uh, but the Exumas Park in the Bahamas Ooh, okay. is uh, the prettiest place I've ever been. I mean, we hiked all over all over these islands, and you never see anybody else. And that's what I like. When I go to the beach, I don't want to be sitting in a sea of umbrellas, listening to everybody's like competing boom boxes. And, you know, that's when I go somewhere, really anywhere, I like to just be secluded. And then if we're talking about song, my ultimate summer jam. I don't know. Music to me is like beer and cheese you know it's like i have a favorite of that time okay you know what i mean like i'll never and usually what i'll do is like listen to something and just like constantly until i wear it out and then move on to something else and then <laughs> do that and just so i'm always in this cycle of that i get that um, way with beer i don't know i think sublime really is my favorite for summers you that's, know you get good. you get a little rock you get a little reggae ska type deal you know but if i had to pick a favorite i'd have to say it's probably pretty much anything from sublime that's a good good choice my summer jam song this one never change it is the first song that i blast with my windows rolled down on the first day that it's nice enough to do that 
It's Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. Nice. <laughs> Always. Like the first day of the year that the weather is nice or when it's at least 70 degrees and sunny. My sunroof goes out, my volume goes up, and Ocean Avenue is playing in my car. Yeah. But if that we're talking works. about things to do, I like hiking and just generally just being outside. And this is going to make me sound like an alcoholic, but I love day drinking in the summer. It's just, it's I mean, so relaxing. It is. But see, I feel like in the fall, you have more excuses to. Football. Right. <laughs> you know, like, what are you? it's 10 o'clock. I mean, like, yeah, they play in London now. It comes on early. You know, we got to. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where, where I went to college. We would start tailgating on the weekends earlier than we woke up to go to class. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> we did this thing called Watermelon Bust at ETSU, and it was like you wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning, and then they all meet up, and then it was just like everybody was asleep by 4 p.m. <laughs> you know, yep. Like, well, it was when a you have, When you have a noon kickoff. <laughs> right? Yeah. What can you do? Those are the worst. What can you do? I remember, I think it was my senior year of college, I ended up tailgating for one game with a group that I think it was a friend of a friend. And they were all like older alumni. And their tradition was a nine o'clock shot. All right. That'll get it started. <laughs> yep. And I rolled up to the tailgate at like 8.55. And I right think... Time. Yeah. And I think like my friend that I knew was already there and then I didn't know anyone else and I rolled up and no one even like asked me my name or anything they were just like hey nice to meet you what are you shooting right I was like where'd you go to school Virginia Tech oh okay all right and so yeah you got some parties yeah and I was just like (laughs) what are my options and they had Jack tequila and I forget what the other one was and it was, whatever it was, it was awful. It might have You were been... hanging out with the right people, though. At least they had Jack. <laughs> it might have been... One... That was that was special occasion liquor when I was in college. <laughs> it might have been 151. And mm. I was just like, ooh. If you can set it on fire, I don't want to shoot it. Nope. <laughs> and I took Jack, and I was just like, oh, okay, we're doing this. And I was like, what? what's a 9 o'clock shot? And they just poured it to me, and they are just like, wait till 9 o'clock. And I was like, okay. And VT's, like, very classic cheer from, like, the early, early days is called Old Hokey. And their tradition was doing the Old Hokey chant with everyone, like, holding their cups up and then taking the shot after. And that was a good way to start the day because I'm pretty sure we lost our game that day and everyone else went back to their tailgates and started drinking again after. (laughs) Well, like I said, I grew up outside of Knoxville, so I'm a UT fan, so I don't every day is a bad day. (laughs) (laughs) bless their hearts (laughs) that's yeah rebuilding (laughs) for the last five years 20 years (laughs) since 1998 since what was it phil fulmer yeah yeah since phil fulmer and peyton manning i think were our last like really solid but i don't know (laughs) i started a new coach I started following UT when I moved here because I knew I was like, I'm in big orange country. I'm going to have to like keep up with it just enough so I like know what's going on. Right. And well, in case you were wondering, we lost. <laughs> I keep, saw, keep you up to date. 
I saw a meme on Facebook yesterday, and it was, like, all of the SEC teams, and it was, like, each panel had, like, thanks for showing up for the Southeastern Conference, not you, <laughs> yeah. on opening weekend or something, and the not you was on Tennessee, and I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> we were playing a ranked team, if that makes, <laughs> made me feel better. Oh, bless Tennessee's hearts. One of these days. I think I'll live long enough to see us be good again. I think so. All right, moving on a little bit. Um, Going back to the shop a little bit, what was your driving force for opening the shop? Like, what is your mission with having this? So most of the places that people buy cheese are chain stores. Which also means that most of the time the decisions are made outside of the community. So I saw, like, when we were Green Life, we could pretty much do whatever we wanted. So you could cater to the people that were actually shopping at your store instead of it just being a, you know, a globalized company that, you know, the decisions are coming from another state or, you know, who knows where. So it was frustrating. We saw a lot of the really good artisan, like small producers. A lot of them got washed out. You know, everybody wants the, this is the most popular cheese in America. So we're, we're going to sell that. And that's not, that's not really our goal. We try to find some of the more obscure things that are most of the time better than the option that you may think you know a lot of people come in and they're like oh this is my favorite and you're like okay yeah you know i can see why that's the case it's everywhere but try this and then they're like, oh my goodness you know that's incredible and that's really what what we wanted to be able to do was offer a lot of those more regionally or locally produced products and then products from around the world that weren't being showcased anywhere you know, everybody comes in and they're like, what's your favorite cheese in here? And I'm like, all of them. That's why, they're, <laughs> that's why they're here. You know, we pick all of our favorite cheeses and meats and beers and accoutrements, you know. So, and that's really what the goal was to bring, get knowledgeable people to work with me and find all the best stuff that we could and then be able to offer that to the community. Um was really the goal because like I said the selection just kept shrinking as the city grew which didn't it didn't make any sense to me that you know we're kind of pigeonholing this whole market into you know the top movers you can run a list and be like oh we sell a lot of this so we're gonna have a lot more of that you know so it was good to be able to go back and not you know of course we are a retail establishment we're a business we want to make money but we also want to bring in the things that people may not have seen before. And once they try, like, that's their new favorite thing. You know, we, we always like when somebody comes in and they say, I hate goat cheese. We're like, okay, we're going to get a goat cheese before you leave that you like. You know, that's always our goal, like, to, to try to expand people's understanding of cheese and of food. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's... You've got to eat to live, so why would you eat bad things? 
everything should be delicious. Mm -hmm. I stopped in yesterday and I was really looking at all the cheeses y'all got. And y'all got some stuff from like France and Germany. Germany, did I see one out there? Maybe? Uh, we've got Austria. That was it. Um, Switzerland, France, Italy. A lot of a lot of American made mm -hmm. cheeses. Yeah, because it was amazing to me that you had stuff from like Sequatchie Cove, which is just an hour or so up the road. Yeah. And then from that all the way over to like Italy, France and all right. of that. And it just shows like the breadth of cheeses that y'all get. Yeah. And that's what we, we have everything that Sequatchie Cove makes. Mm -hmm. um, I think we probably, I haven't like sat down and listed them all out, but I'd say we probably have between 10 and 15 local producers mm -hmm. represented in the store. That's amazing. Um, which thank you for saying that it is pretty cool because it is a 600, 650 square foot room, you know, so to be able to have that much, you know, and let, that goes back to what I was saying, just the ability to make your own decisions, to mm -hmm. call somebody and be like, hey, that tastes good. I want to buy it mm -hmm. instead of having to jump through all these hoops. You know, we just recently picked up a new uh, bean to bar chocolate from Knoxville. We picked up some new jams from right outside Atlanta. We've got a bunch of North Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee. We've got a ton of products from mm -hmm. from that area. And you can almost throw a rock onto all three of those states from <laughs> here. So pretty much. Um, you know, that's it's really cool to be able to like I said, there's a lot of hoops you have to jump through in red tape when you are working for a big corporate entity and we don't have to do that now. We literally mm -hmm. are like Hey, that's that tastes good. Bring me some of it, and I'll write you a check. And then there you go. We're selling it, you yeah. know. But we only bring in the stuff that, like, I would literally stand behind every single product that we have. You know, that's another cool thing, and that's a lot of our regulars now know that. So they'll come in and they'll be like, "Hey, I want a cheese plate," and I'm like, "All right, what do you want on it?" And they're like, "Whatever, do it." You know, we that trust, trust you guys. Is good, yeah, right. And that's, uh, that also comes with having, like I said, everybody that works here is extremely knowledgeable about everything there. But yeah, it's just, mm -hmm. it's cool to be able to offer that. And it's not just like local or regional cheeses. Y'all got all kinds of beer and like olive oils mm -hmm. and yeah. crackers and like things that accompany cheese really well. Yes. So you can really like, it's a one-stop shop for like entertaining. Yeah, it is. And we... We also take suggestions. I mean, if there's something that a bunch of people come in and they're like, oh, I wish you had this, we'll get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <You> yeah. <know? laughs> Unless it's like Scandinavian yak cheese or something oh like gosh. that. I'm, not, I'm sure that'd be a tough sell. But, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that we didn't have. You know, I mean, we've only been open for, what, nine months. So we're still learning, you know, about our customers and about, where we need to be, you know, to help fill the void of what we're offering. Mm -hmm. And two, as Main Street grows, there's tons of residential being built. A lot of people are like, hey, you should start carrying produce. Hey, you should start carrying, and like, well, you know. <laughs> we can't really right now because we're, you know, it's a, it's a very small space. But we take all that, all those suggestions into account, you know, mm -hmm. maybe. Maybe one day we will. I know. I li I know people who live within walking distance here. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah. It's the perfect, I mean, 
that's one of the reasons we wanted to be on Main Street was like Main Street meets Need Loves, Velo, Us. I mean, it's like it's like a small European street almost mm-hmm. now. You know, you can you can walk out of your house over here and then walk down and get fresh coffee, fresh bread, fresh cheese, fresh meat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's pretty cool how it's grown up. I mean, ten years ago we thought like, oh man, it's kind of getting dark outside. We better get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um. So, do you have any favorite cheese pairings with like cheese and beer, cheese and wine, cheese and it's, uh, that's another one of those things that it just kind of depends on what's going on, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I'm kind of a purist. I usually just eat my cheese. <laughs> I will, I will make a cheese board, but I don't usually, I'll usually just maybe put a little bit of honey, depending on the cheese or a little bit of jam or, or something like that. But usually I just, I just eat the cheese. <laughs> I don't really pair it. Um, we do a lot of pairing classes and stuff here for people that do want. But really, I think honey and jam are, are cheese's best friends. You know, I mean, there's you can find something. And especially now, we've got two main jam companies, one from North Carolina and one from Georgia. And between those, we could literally pair any cheese with one of those and then we've also got a a honey from walden ridge that if you don't like jam get honey and then you're good to go Mm -hmm. and usually like that's a hard question for me because i eat cheese and drink beer constantly down here you know like i said people are coming in here and they're like hey we just got this new oktoberfest here you need to try it and then people come in there and do the same thing with cheese so Usually when I get home where I would do a like curated pairing of cheese, I've already had like four pounds of cheese. Like, uh, give me some like fruit. Yeah. Need some fruit. Balance it out a little bit. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of like fig marmalade or fig jam yep. with like the sharper cheeses. Yeah. And that wasn't a thing I really liked until the last six months or so. Right. And... Like a good sharp white cheddar with some fig marmalade. Yep. So, so I will. I'll say, just for sake of nobody wants to hear you ramble about why you don't pair cheese. <laughs> um, I'd say one of my favorite pairings that we have been doing in the shop is Rockets Robiola, which is a ash covered soft ripened cheese from North Carolina. I think I've had that one before. It's from Boxcar. Um, we have almost everything that they make too. They do great stuff with a uh, copper pot, wooden spoon, uh, peach moonshine jam. Ooh. And that's, they're both from North Carolina and that's one, we kind of had trouble pairing things with Rockets Robiola and then we hit that and we're like, wow, this is incredible. Um, and they both are just such unique flavors. Um, I'd say that's probably my favorite pairing. Speaking of unique pairings and combinations, y'all did a cheese and Girl Scout cookie pairing earlier this spring, and it was unbelievable. It was pretty good. That was a hit. That was a hit. My (laughs) friend and I came, and we, like, didn't really know what to expect, and we were like, this is probably going to be weird, but we're going to go. And some of the pairings that y'all had, y'all did, like, a, I can't remember if it was a blue cheese or a gorgonzola with a thin mint. And then there was, like, some type of goat cheese, and 
you did like one of the soft ripened ones with Samoas. And I usually don't like Samoas because I don't like coconut. Right. But whatever pairing y'all chose for that made I me want to eat like, a whole thing of Samoas. I feel like we might have done Briat Sovereign on that. It's a French triple cream brie. That sounds about right. That uh, that makes anything better. <laughs> 100% of things. <laughs> you could probably put that on asparagus and it would make it good. <laughs> Only grilled asparagus, though, not canned asparagus. Ugh. Nothing can make that good. No. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not. Um, so, yeah, the Girl Scout cookie pairing was phenomenal. Uh, my friend and I Thank still talk. We still talk about it. Um, We're going to do, have... do it again. Yes. We're going to do it earlier, too, so we can team up with a local Girl Scout troop oh, and awesome. actually have them come and sell the cookies at the event. Okay. So this time we were just kind of like, it was just one of those like, oh man, we should pair Girl Scout cookies and cheese. (laughs) And it was too late at that point. Like we got the cookies from them, but they had stopped selling them by the time the tasting actually was. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to do it earlier and try to team up so the the Girl Scouts can benefit from it as well and and come in. Because I'm I'm pretty sure we... People would have bought a lot of cookies at the end of that. I would have. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love, love the shortbreads. I'm a purist when it comes to Girl Scout cookies. I love the shortbreads. And that one, so I think we did, we did a lemon, like the lemon shortbread, and we did that with a Cheshire. Yeah, that sounds about right. And that was, the Cheshire doesn't have a lot of, the one that we had didn't have a ton of flavor by itself. But it was kind of a lemony flavor, and it went really well with mm-hmm. it. was pretty cool. It was nice uh, researching that, too. Oh, I bet. <laughs> that wasn't a bad time. No. <laughs> I, I will never forget that Thin Mint and whatever the blue cheese was. I think we did Gorgonzola Dolce. It's a really creamy mm-hmm. blue cheese. It's very good. That one was good. Um, so in addition to things like that, y'all, you mentioned this earlier, but y'all also offer classes for like cheese pairings and how to put together boards and things like that. We do. Um, our, those are our two most popular ones too, the cheese pairing. Uh, we're doing one of those next Wednesday actually, but it sold out so quickly that we then added another date for the following Wednesday. Awesome. And it is almost sold out. So <laughs> anybody that's listening, if this airs in time, get your tickets while you can. Awesome. Um, but that one and then the how to build uh, cheese board are the most popular ones class wise. Um, we also do tons of private events. We do a lot of private events, um, mm-hmm. which I don't think everybody knows. Um, you know, you come in and we'll do one of those classes privately for your group. Oh, that's or, cool. Or, you know, whatever your your deal is whatever you're trying to well here's actually this is the last one we did this is the flyer that they made and sent out the art of making the ultimate cheese board yeah that sounds like exactly something i want to do so that was uh (laughs) that was a company that was doing like a client appreciation event okay so we we close the shop early and uh we cap capacity at we cap the uh, number of people at 20, just because, again, it's a small space. Um, but it's always, we always have a blast. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing some catering, too. Now we're doing, uh, what's today? Tuesday, like we said. <laughs> Labor Day. Uh, Thursday, we've got a big, some of our regulars came in and they were like, hey, we want you to cater our birthday. 
And I'm like, okay, what do you want? And they're like, yeah, I don't know. You know, whatever you want to do. <laughs> like, here's, yeah. the, here's the budget. Come with food. We'll, That's we'll, kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So, and those things, like, they keep it keep it fun, too. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, last couple of things I wanted to talk about. Um, y'all offer a cheese club? What is it's that? It's a, uh, so cheese of the month club. Once a month, you come in. It's almost like a cheese CSA in a way. Um, so once a month you come in and you pick up a box and it'll have three or four cheeses, maybe some other stuff. Like we put some goat milk caramel in there one, uh, one month and, you know, it just depends on what cool things we can find and when we can find them, but always between three and four cheeses. And we find like, it's not any cheese that we sell in the shop. So they're all unique kind of one-off cheeses or, you know, special, special editions that come out or limited releases or just if we find something that we're like, oh man, that's crazy. Um, then we'll do that. And a lot of them, you know, I'd say people haven't seen mm-hmm. before. So there's an that's exclusivity to it. Right. That's awesome. It's not like we just cut up some cheese out of the case and be like, oh, here's a box. Yeah. You know? um, Adds an extra layer of special to it. Right. Right. That's awesome. Uh, and the last thing, I did not know y'all did this until I looked at y'all's website the other day, but samples on Sundays. Yeah. I did not know that until the other day. We just recently <laughs> started doing that. Um, we pick a beer. Sometimes, Usually it's just one beer. Um, sometimes we'll team up with breweries, so we'll have more. Like when we did one with Monday Night out of Atlanta, we had three of their beers. But we'll pair each one to a specific cheese, and then uh, we do it. It's it's a very informal thing. It's not like, you know, a ticketed or, or anything like that. It's just you come in, and uh, Chris is always the one that, that does the spiel about it all. Um, but, yeah, we do it from 12 to 6. Those are our hours on Sunday. Awesome. So we do it. If you come and we're open on Sunday, you can try some beer and try some cheese. I will be here every Sunday from now on. And as of today, you can also order a cheese plate and drink a beer because we nice. have our on-premise license. Yes. Yes. Cheers, Cheers to that. <laughs> we are both drinking beers. We're doing this. What beer are you drinking? Uh, Wicked Weed Astronomical. That sounds like a beer that I would like. I got it from in there, so of course it's good. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> I am drinking the country-style New England IPA from Honky Tonk, and I believe this one's out of Nashville. It is. But... Yeah. One of my favorites. I This is the first beer I've had from this brewery, and I'm quite enjoying it. I haven't had anything bad from them. They do a cherry Berliner Weiss. It's awesome. One that's mango milkshake. I saw that one out there. I almost got it. It's ridiculously good. Hmm. It's an IPA with lactose, vanilla, and mango. Sounds and like it a dessert. Is, it's like a mango milkshake but an 8.5% IPA version of a milkshake. (laughs) That sounds dangerous. (laughs) It is. It is. That also sounds fabulous. Uh, Well, that's about all I've got. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you wanted to mention? I don't think so. Awesome. Come come get cheese. Yeah. Where can we follow y'all on social media and the internet? So uh, we've got a website, bluefoxcheeseshop.com. Um, there you can sign up for a newsletter. We send it out once a month with upcoming events. The two best places and the most up-to-date are Facebook and Instagram. 
Facebook, you can search Blue Fox Cheese Shop, and Instagram is Blue Fox Cheese. Awesome. I will link all those in the show notes. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you you. so much for joining me, Jesse. Thank you. It's been lovely talking to you about cheese for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right. This has been another episode of the Nougat Bell podcast. Thank you all so much for listening.